guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Wednesday night. Oh, I'm so excited to be up here. There's like a lot of like nerves and like excitement, so I'm just going to be moving around. I'm Italian, so I use my hands. Just That's just how it'll be tonight. So I'm excited to be here and talk to you about some uh, good things. But to begin, I want to start with like a small little activity. Um, there's going to be two pictures up on the screen, and I want you to tell me which one you think is good, which one you think might be the better of the two, just to like gauge a little bit as to... Uh, I don't know, give me, give me a good uh, um, run for my money here. So <laughs> as soon as that comes up, um, it's, it's going to be good. Okay, so <laughs> um, I hope you know what this, what this is. This is Mona Lisa, right? So I want you to tell me which one is the better one. Shout it out or point or tell me which one. Is it the one on the left or the one on the right? The right one. The right? Okay. The right one. <laughs> Right, that's the original. That's the original. Um, I had to look up. Uh, I had to look up a fact about Mona Lisa. Do you know that she has her own um, room in the Louvre Museum in Paris? Like, how famous do you have to be to have your own room in a museum? Like, I wonder how good my selfie needs to be to get my own room in a museum. I'm not there yet, though. I'm not there yet, though. All right, the next one. The next one. This one should be kind of easy. Which one is better, right? The left or the right? Okay. Yeah. He's. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I assume that this guy, like, just ran a marathon. He did something. Maybe he's praising Jesus. There's, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a time where I've thrown my fists up in the air and been like, yeah! I, I don't know. I just, I, I, maybe I'm just not as excited about life as I should be, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me. We'll, we'll just bypass that for now. All right, there's one more. Hopefully this one is better. Um, has this ever happened to you? Like, no internet? Like, you just can't get on your streaming services? It's sad. So which one is better? Right, okay. It's, it's Disney Plus, right? I mean, we'll talk about what your favorite Disney movie is later. Um, but thank you for entertaining me in that, just to like do something to kind of like, but I'm still really excited up here. Anyway, okay. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. This last weekend was rough. Like, coworkers finding me crying in my office taking five-hour showers kind of rough. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt that kind of like, <sighs> so maybe not, maybe that's just me, but um, my <laughs> showers like soothe my soul. I don't know why. I just need to take a hot shower. Um, <laughs> I probably, I, I didn't actually take a five-hour shower. It would look like a prune, but you get the picture. Um, so this past weekend, my best friend from college just left. She went to flight attendant school, so she's gone for four weeks. And then after that, she moves somewhere else in the country, and I don't get to see her anymore, it's at least not as much as I used to, which was basically every week. So that was very difficult for me because I like to hold on to people a little t- too tight sometimes. And just like if when anyone leaves your life, whether it's in good circumstances like this or not so good circumstances, it hurts, and that's okay. 
You know, um, I think when we go through difficulty, it's human nature to blame someone. If it's not yourself or the other person, I think the next option is God. And we start questioning his goodness. So the exercise I just took you through was kind of to prove a small point and to just kind of see where all of our definitions of goodness are. But tonight I'm talking to you specifically about the goodness of God. Have you ever heard the saying, God is good all the time and all the time God is good? Um, that's such a churchy saying, but it's, it's true. And whether or not you have, uh, don't feel it in this moment or you've never felt it or seen it at all, I hope by the end of tonight we can see some truth in that statement because it's there and God is good. And I promise you that there are days and weeks that I wrestle with the fact that if God is good or not. So you're not alone if that is you. So it is true that what you think about God will shape your relationship with him. If you think he's the angry parent that's waiting to punish you when you make mistakes, you're not going to run to him when you're hurting. And when, if you think that he is a genie that's just there to grant all your prayers, he's never going to be the friend that he desires to be either. Right? He desires to be our father and our friend, someone we can run to when we're upset, but also someone we could run to in the joyful moments too. So right now I want to take you to some scripture, Psalm 145, verses 7 through 9. These are two short uh, verses, but there's so much packed into this. It's insane. So you can read along with me if you want. It says, they celebrate your abundant goodness. They're talking about God here. Um, and joyfully sung, sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all and has compassion on all he has made. So in these two verses, we see a lot of things that are highlighted. And I'm going to run, with you, run through them with you now. Um, they say his goodness is abundant. They say he's righteous, he's gracious, he's compassionate, he's rich in love, slow to anger, and they even say that he's good again, like a second time. Like, that's nuts. Like, if I saw that on someone's Tinder profile, I'd be like, hey. Um, but I don't know if that was really appropriate. But you get, you get the point. Like, that's a lot of great qualities. God has a lot of great qualities. Um, part of this verse also says that the Lord is good to all, and he has compassion on all he has made. So he did make you. So this passage now has you in mind too. So now we're going to jump down to verses 15 to 17. Again, talking about God, it says, The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. So there's more things that we can learn from these next two verses. So he's talking about giving us food at the proper time. So no, this does not mean when you're really hungry on a Sunday and you're like, Lord, can you just please open this Chick-fil-A doors for me because I'm really feeling like I need a chicken sandwich. Like, not, not exactly here. Um, <laughs> the food at the proper time that he's talking about is our needs. This is the same um, idea that we get when we're going through the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 11, when, it's, when he says, give us this day our daily bread. He's not necessarily talking about food, although food is something that we need to survive, so it could be. Um, but the point that Jesus is trying to make here is that when we pray in dependence to the Father, we need to ask him to meet our needs for each day. However, we don't get to decide at what the proper time is. 
right? Which kind of stinks for us control freaks in the room. Maybe it's just me. But he doesn't always intervene in the way that I want him to or how I want him to. But he is always present and he is always involved. However, if you're too wrapped up in your circumstances and the emotions or anything that's going on and you fail to invite him in, it's going to be difficult to see that he is there. It also says that he satisfies the desires of every living thing. Like when you look around for a minute, don't you realize that we have more than we need for survival? He has given us beauty and he has given us meaning. And every relationship, every friendship, every extracurricular activity we enjoy, um, every tree, every flower, like these are all moments of his compassion, signs of his compassion. And that's pretty awesome. Now, when we went through the exercise and we were talking about which one is better, which one's good, which one's not, truthfully, we do not have the right measuring stick. We do not have the proper measuring stick when it comes to the full concept of good, like God does. His good is a lot different than mine because we're sinful in nature and we don't have a perfect idea of what good is like he does because God is the source of goodness. He alone is the rule and measure of what we truly know to be good. So we see good in the moment, but God sees good in the entire picture. And he desires to give us the best possible result for the longest possible time. This makes me think of Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So a distorted view of God is really going to change how you see this world, how you see your circumstances, how you see yourself, others, and even scripture. Because if you don't truly believe that God is good, you're not going to fully comprehend and fully believe um, what God says about us in the Bible or what he says about our future blessings in the Bible. And we're just going to struggle to see things the way God sees them. So I want to give you some evidence tonight of God's goodness, because again, maybe you've never seen it. Um, But the greatest evidence you can find of God's goodness is his son, Jesus. God demonstrated his love toward us when we were still sinners, when we were rebels, when we were enemies against him. He allowed his son to die in our place so he can save us for himself. I don't know about you, but there's not a lot I want to do for my enemies And if I had a kid, I don't think I'd want to give him up for them. So (laughs) I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about how precious and desirable and deeply loved and important you must be for God the Father to let his son die to rescue you. Like, that is so beautiful. That's such a beautiful image. And I... Maybe when you've grown up in the church, the gospel has become a little mundane to you because you hear it all the time. But really, this is God's goodness at work. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? It's literally saying right here, God gave up his son, why would he not be, or why would he be stingy now? He is going to give us graciously all things. 
The word goodness in the Bible is often translated in Hebrew to tov and tov. These are terms that refer to the quality in God that causes him to bless people, to deliver them, and store up future gifts for them. So some more evidence that we can see of God's goodness is the promises of future benefits, or the POGs, as we call them here, the promises of God. (laughs) Exactly, Pog. I'm going through a devotional right now that has over 500 promises of God, and they're all in alphabetical order. It's, It's beautiful. Um, But again, like we said earlier, if we don't believe God is good, how will we truly believe of these loving and faithful promises of rest and blessing and salvation? Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Now, God isn't good simply because he does good things for us. God is good because of who he is. His intrinsic, eternal nature is good. He can be nothing else. He can be nothing else. He acts because he is merciful. He acts in his mercy, and he longs for you to get to know him and to trust him and to turn to him. So I think there are a lot of ways that we can respond to his goodness. Of course, I picked three because that's the way to do it. And they all start with ours, so that's great. Um, the first one is, is to repent. Now, I know that's kind of also a big churchy word, um, but to repent means you're having like a change of heart and a change of direction. So it's, it's more than just a heart thing. It's like taking an action. So maybe you're going in this direction and you're just living for yourself and trying to please others and not really caring about what the Bible says, how we should live. But when we begin to understand God's goodness, we want to turn in this direction. Okay, I want to please you, God, and I don't want to think just about myself. I want to think about others and love the way you do. Romans 2.4 says, or do you not, or sorry, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So I don't know what you have to repent of tonight. Maybe it's unbelief. Maybe you don't believe that God is good, that he is the creator of the universe and that he came um, to send his son to die on a cross so he can save you. Maybe you have to repent of some ingratitude in your life. Um, You just haven't been thankful to God about the blessings that he has put in your life. We cannot think that good things come to us because we are deserving of them, because we're not. God draws us in with his goodness and intends to lead us to repentance, realizing that we were going the wrong way, maybe doing things our own way. So now we need to change direction and live a changed life for him. Because when we do things God's way, life is so much better. The second thing we can do in response is to rest. Psalm 31, 19 through 20 says, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all, on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from all human intrigues. You keep them safe in your dwelling from accusing tongues. So we don't always know the specifics of God's plans for us, but we do know how great is his goodness that he has stored up for those who take refuge in him. 
in times of trouble, we can rest and we can also praise him knowing that he is an eternal God with an eternal plan. The last thing that I want to share with you here is taking a risk. So this is kind of stepping out in faith. So you have believed that God is good. So when you truly believe that God is good, it makes you want to do things for God. It makes you want to step out in faith. Um, So maybe the risk right now is stepping out and believing in God and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe it's actually stepping out and believing that he is good and that you'll want to step out and talk about Jesus to your friends or to start a Bible club. Psalm 84:11 says, "No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly." I want you to know that you will never miss out when you do things God's way. When you walk uprightly in your spiritual life and in your relationships and in your sexual life and all areas, um, God will bless that. Because when you do life God's way, the God with unlimited power, unlimited wisdom and unlimited compassion is on your side. And he is willing to help you. And he wants to make sure you don't miss out. So I'm going to pray with this quickly. Um, And I just want you to take a few minutes yourself as well and just think about um, the things that we talked about tonight. Do you need to repent of anything, um, of ingratitude? Do you need to repent of unbelief? Um, Is it time to take a risk? Is it time to just rest? I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to give us a few minutes to wrestle with that, and then we'll go into small groups. Dear God, thank you so much for tonight. Lord, I pray that you would help us, help us to see you in a new light. Whether we're going through difficulty or not, help us to see you as a good father. Help us to rest, maybe to repent of things that are in our heart that are against you. Lord, help us to see that you are an eternal God with an eternal plan that is for our good. Lord, I know it's, it's hard for us, and you know that it's hard for us to see you as a good father when we're going through things that we can't understand, that we can't explain but you are the father of all good things and you desire to give that to us. God, I pray in the next coming weeks as we go through um, going back to school, and entering into new classrooms and maybe um, friendships and just going back into a whole new scene, that you would help us to see the good things, the blessings that you have given us. Help us to always invite you in to our circumstances because you were always present and involved. Help us not to forget. Help us to read your word with new eyes and to see the truth that you have put in there. Truth about us, truth about others, 
and truth about you because it says so much in there about who you are. Help us believe that tonight. Help us believe that as we're walking in our daily lives. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and minds now to what you want to say to us and you would give us some time to just wrestle with you and that you would speak to us. Last week, Mandy talked about the Holy Spirit and how you speak through us, through him. It's not always audible, but sometimes it's through others. Sometimes it is a whisper. Sometimes it's through images. Lord, I pray you would speak to us now. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Thank you.